Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by Bertie. Hi, how's it going? And Ham. G'day, g'day, g'day. And your host Hamish. Forty has fallen into. Um, where has he fallen into? What's that scene out of the the Simpsons where they have the the baseball? <laughs> and they have. I, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. I thought you were going to go into the you know behind the bookshelf. Yeah, behind the bookshelf. That's one of them. But um, no, I was thinking of them because I've been watching old Simpsons. The one where they they get the ring ins for the baseball, and they have uh, oh, the one bleaches? of the players. Yeah, one one of one of the players goes off to like some uh, museum where he goes behind the curtain and then just falls through space and time forever. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about the one where they bury treasure. And he's like, "Why do we dig up?" And they just kept digging down. He's stuck in a hole. <laughs> dig up, stupid. Um, all right, well, let's jump into it. Eels Cowboys. Eels 24 prevailed 16 over the Cowboys. Four tries to three. Try scorers are Wiramu. And I want to say, I, I had Wiramu down for first try scorer. I might not have specified it, but I meant first try scorer for the Eels. So I'm going <laughs> to give myself a pat on the back there. That's, that's a big kick there. And that was his first NRL try as well. So, you know, I picked it. Make Sebo, Sean Russell, Mitch Moses, Mitch Perfect off the boot. Uh, let's have a look at some team stats, which saw us the or possession swung in the second half, 52 to 48%, uh, with an extra two and a half, uh, two minutes in possession. We completed at 75% to the Cowboys, 83. Uh, ran for an extra 300 metres, an extra 100 post-contact metres, eight line breaks to five. Cowboys having the better of the tackle breaks, 32 to 29. Uh, that play the ball speed, 3.84 seconds to Cowboys 3.43. And I think somebody had the wrong timer on us because it was slow as hell. Yeah, NRL.com uh, stats, they're just they're ridiculous at points. Effective tackle percentage, us at 89%, to the Cowboys 91%. Um, we made 363, we missed 32, and we had 13 ineffective. And then we conceded four penalties to the Cowboys, two, but Cowboys are giving way to a ruck infringements. We used seven from eight interchanges and had 14 errors to the Cowboys, nine. All right, Bertie, what did you like? Um, they won the game. <laughs> like, you know, I was a bit worried um, this was going to be like a real banana banana peel game you know the Cowboys got flogged the week before by the West Tigers so you knew they were going to come back and firing uh, I missed the first half I was um listening to it on the radio but from what I heard or you know I can recall um, they were pretty clean with errors um, the Cowboys you know they were completing at a high uh, set it's pretty much basic football what you expect when you got flogged or got 50 put on you the week before so you know it, it just seemed like they tried to frustrate us a lot um, but then I kept you know kept checking in the discord like uh, a few of you guys were saying the referee was horrendous but um um, from what I've seen, um, it's just yeah, we just dominated them. You could tell there was a, there was a clear um, uh, class, you know, difference between the two. Even though our pack was literally just Hopgood, that's it, and Cardi. Like we've got literally a Wenny uh, Ford pack out there. Um, you know, just those two tries. Like I know Sivo is just uh, I don't know. I hate bagging plays, you know, because you know Parramatta plays, but. That first try, I felt like he, it's sort of like he hesitated and didn't know if he should go for the intercept, and then it was just too late. And then the second one is just, I don't know, it just seems like with Sivo, he overthinks the play, or it's just a hesitation that cost us. And, you know, felt doesn't need much, doesn't need an invitation to score. And, yeah, it was pretty soft tries. Um, other than that, um, yeah, just, just, just happy we got the win, and, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and him. There, Ham. Yeah, sorry, you're on mute, I think. <laughs> no, I'm definitely um, not muted. Oh, there you maybe go. Just, maybe just crap into that. Um, what I liked, uh, the backs. I thought the backs really 
you know, this is a sort of what, what what I was explaining a couple of months back, or not a couple of months back, but a couple of weeks back, where I just want I just want them to run hard and try and make meters, and they needed to in this game because, you know, as Birdie said before, we were down forwards and. During the game, our star new signing Joe Offhand Galway goes off with t- after ten minutes, so the backs really needed to step up this game. Uh, if only they could credit Sean with ten more meters, because then our back three all would have run over two hundred meters, which I-, I couldn't tell you the last time that happened. Um, Will Penasini, who's been the best rucking out all year, had the lowest amount of run meters this week for our back five. So that's you know that's how strong our our back five were in this one. Uh, it should have been more points. It should have been more points for us. Uh, I thought the turning point uh, where after because we had a bit of a roll on, and then there was a penalty to the Cowboys when um, Luca Moretti was deemed to make a dangerous tackle on uh, Chad Townsend. I don't I don't know how they got to that conclusion because it wasn't late. It wasn't high. Uh, he was wrapping his arms. He didn't throw him to the ground or anything. So I, I honestly do not know where that penalty could have come from. But um, the on-field referee and the, the bunker, Ashley Klein, deemed it to be. So that sort of stemmed, stopped our progress, progression of scoring points and allowed the Cowboys um, to get on the board and sort of make it a closer game than really what it should have been. Yeah, I think you're right there. I thought with 20 minutes to go, we thought we had it won. Uh, two tries ahead, and Cowboys hadn't really looked like scoring, but for that initial... Oh, well, I guess there was that burst, I guess, where Dylan... Uh, tackle of the season, has to be. What a try Incredible, Incredible tackle. From nowhere. Yeah, I was watching at the game, and when... Uh, was it Drinkwater passed inside the Townsend? I thought, oh, they've got another one here, and then all of a sudden, he's just tackled on the ground. Incredible. like, And the acceleration, too. They always talk about fast players and you know athletic players... Dylan gets left out of the conversation so much, but I reckon he'd be, for his pound for pound, would be the strongest player in the game. And I reckon he'd be um, probably top 10 fastest. Yeah, he just uh, closed in there and uh, obviously fifth tackle, so they had to give the ball over. Um, But I thought, yeah, other than those two opportunities in the first half, Cowboys, whilst they had probably the better... Um, possession and field position in the first half uh, didn't really look all that threatening. Um, I thought our defence probably played a lot better than what it had. Um, but then with 20 minutes to go, we just let the, the foot off the pedal and Cowboys obviously wanting to make up for one, the performance the week before, and two, the finals um, come from behind wind or come from behind, well, uh, I guess for them fading out loss they had last year. Uh, really tried to put it to us in that last couple of minutes and we really invited them into it. Um, Sivo, um, for as much good as he does and, and uh, you know, his try scoring phenom, sometimes, mate, like seriously, that, that second try uh, to Felt was just an appalling willy won't he? Like, go for it or don't. Yeah, that's the thing. You've got to pick one and go for it. Either you go for the tackle and even if you miss, you went for the tackle. But you can't hesitate going for a for an intercept and then not like just it, touch the ball and knock it on. I don't care. We'll defend it. But you got to pick one. You can't. Sivo, this game so frustrating. The whole like he made a break in the first half. He's carrying the ball in his right arm and and trying to. And he knows how to fend off players. He's done it before. Carry it in the left. Fend off with your right. It's not. It's not hard. He's, he's done it before. I, I don't understand 
and the thing is, like, you, you look at it, 20 runs, 214 metres. How, how, I, I don't know where they found these metres because at, at the ground, I was like, he's just not running hard. Uh, he was getting easily put on his back by uh, Chad Townsend one-on-one. I, I don't get it. I honestly don't get it with Micah. And he, 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 is, it, is it because he signed that new contract? And he's gone, oh, well, that, that's probably the last one I'm going to sign. So just coasts from here. Because, yeah, it's just... I, I, I don't think he needs a, a stint in reserve grade, as some might suggest, because defensively, he's, for the most part, he's pretty good. In the air, uh, you won't... You know, one of the better kick diffusers in the game. He can run hard at some times. And, you know, his finishing is pretty good, even though, you know, a, a few of his tries are... Uh, get past the ball and put it down but still like he's got a pretty Darius good finishing Boyd-like. ability yes <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's just if only we could tap into something for Micah to just run hard like run hard please pretty please Micah that's all I beg of you and then you'll be the perfect winger and I, I, I won't have to worry about you because if you get Micah running hard one, three, four, and 5 ta- have, ta- ta- have taken care of themselves yeah, you're not wrong. And uh, speaking on some positives, uh, for those who were early stakes or had early stakes in Wiramu Island, um, it's paying dividends. Well, what a what a what a turnaround! It was against the Roosters his first start. Yeah, five his, minutes in, and he was gassed. Yeah, he was he was struggling after five minutes. Now he has his uh, 25 minute stint, looks pretty good, and then he comes on again for another 25 and kills him. Yeah, well, I have to say, his second stint was probably as good as his first, and I guess that's the really hard thing for somebody. Um, you know, he won't be starting once you get Reg and, and June's back, but um, whilst he has been starting, he hasn't put a foot wrong, and, and having that second stint, he's been just as good as his first, which is um, which is quite outstanding for a bloke that um, could hardly crack first grade at the beginning of the year. You know, I was, uh, I was, I was sorry, I was going to say, I was a bit nervous when we re-signed him or extended him on that sort of like a big-ish deal. Like, for someone who, you know... He struggled to get you know fifteen minutes out of him. He, he'll be gassed like, and I'm like, we're going to be paying him what three fifty to four hundred k a year. I thought maybe this is like the club being a bit you know um, scared of what happened last year, losing Murata and Oregon. They just don't want to lose him. But man, I, I feel as though like I'm not getting ahead of myself, but I feel as though he's sort of he's going to justify it if he keeps this up and just continually improves. Like, so, like he's got the size, he, you know. He's you know a specimen. Like, it's just the tank. If he can just improve the tank, it's just it's an added bonus, you know. And yeah, so now that deal's you know looking a bit like a bit of a bar- uh, bargain deal at the moment. Speaking of good deals, I know I know he got injured, but offhand Galway's work, especially in defence, nine tackles, and he would have gone off at the eight and a half minute mark. As more than a tackle a minute, and you know, you, they, they would have been expecting him to play big minutes in this game. So, unfortunately, that calf issue has popped up. But I, th- I think, especially when you get Junior Reg Madison back, Offengau has got a nice slide of hand pass. I, I, I think he'll really work well. And you know, for him to rip in for those eight and a half minutes and make nine tackles, um, unfortunate, but good, good sign in, in a very small sample size and then also I thought Josh Hodgson probably built on last week's game uh, he strung back two two pretty good performances um, but for the injury um, he went off a bit earlier but I, th- I thought um, his work throughout that first stint was really good and then looking at Matt Dury um, starting second row having to come in um, off the back of injuries um, you could tell <laughs> when he gets gassed 
Um, but you he, know, he's got a very tired face, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He, he definitely doesn't have a poker face. Um, but I thought he did good work the majority of the night. We even saw, sort of, once he got his second wind, he still provided that impact in the run. Like, there was a, a run he made uh, late in the second half where he dragged two or three defenders, made some good uh, post-contact metres there. So, if, if he can get up to an 80-minute player, I'd, I'd, you know, as much as I love Laney on that left edge, I, I, it's it's a hard one because our second rolls are going so well at the moment. Cardi's is a found, is. You know, you, you say wind back the clock, but it's not. It's a complete new Cartwright. So, something we've never seen before, even this year. Uh, Dury, um, if he can get, if he can get used to playing 80 minutes every week and go from making nine runs in this game to say making 12, maybe even 15 carries moving forward, and you know, 29 tackle, 32 tackle attempts, three miss. If he can. If you can get up to 35, maybe even 40 tackles in those 80 minutes, uh, it's going to be a big selection headache. So, you know, uh, forgiving injury. And then if anybody wants to get early shares in Offaheed, Ogden Island, um, you know, I'm selling them. But he's been a revelation. <laughs> Is his contract year for Ogden too? I assume so because he's putting up some good numbers. Yeah, that well, that's a, it's the same. You know, I am a big fan of Wiramu, but you sort of you think, oh, contract year. I know they've, they've spoken about him signing, but it's not official just yet. It, it's how you you go on after you've signed, much like uh, Dylan and Moses, because they've they've signed they've signed the long term deals, and they continue to progress and be elite. If Wiramu and Ogden, if they sign deals. Will will they continue at this? Just you know, being where they are. Do you think it's also because like you know, the beginning of the season, Brad Arthur would you know he'd have a, a forward fresh for like the last five minutes or ten minutes. So do you think um, the players feel confident that I'm going to begin you know a bit of a game time where I can actually make an impact instead of like you know just coming off for one or two runs and they've sort of like they've got that belief if that makes sense because you know I, I got, you know I'm not I'm not a professional rugby league player but like. I feel I feel as though if you're like an unused sub or you've only played five minutes, it's sort of be like a harrowing feeling, and you'd be like, "Geez, the coach doesn't you know doesn't trust me, doesn't feel confident I can do the job." And I feel I feel as though um probably like the ultimate you know praise of you know confidence is to throw them in the mix of it, you know, like early in the first half or you know as an early sub. So do you reckon that could be something, or as you said, maybe a contract year? Probably a bit of everything, really. It's all, it's all a combination of things. It's not one thing or the other. But I think you're right there, Bertie. Well, we've seen with Wiramu, like, he was he was struggling. He was gassed after four minutes. But you've got to put him out there. You've got to put him in those tough minutes, and it'll, it will toughen them up. And now he can go 20 minutes straight and, you know, really good work through those 20 minutes. So um, I, th- I definitely think you're onto something there. And... Um Luca Moretti, 17 minutes, played probably a bit longer stint than we thought he might, um, given the injury to Joe O, but uh, I thought he did really well. Came as delivered, um, uh, or as what you promised him. Uh, yeah, well, I was excited. I was, you know, B talked about it, the five minutes or the no minutes on the bench. I was, that's how BA likes to to uh, debut or blood his, his young forwards. I was expecting that sort of game and uh, pleasantly surprised. And, um 
again, his uh, defensive work rate. How long? He was on the field for 15 minutes, was it? Uh, 17. 17. Well, 13 tackles in 17 minutes, four carries, 30-something metres. You know, it's, it's a good start for the young man, and um, he'll take that back to reserve grade, and we've seen some big numbers from him already this year, so hopefully they continue and... Uh, whether it be Origin or through injury, he'll he'll get a, he'll get another shot. He'll get another chance. Okay. Well, I think we'll wrap up the wrap up the chat there. We've got the buy coming up this week, um, so a chance for a couple of players to get healthy, and um, we can start to get some of those forwards returning, so we can have a full strength forward pack when we start moving through this Origin period and trying to take advantage of the run that we've got in the next you know six or seven rounds. Uh, let's go on to New South Wales Cup. So we'd written this one off. The Bears coming into the, uh, into the round, coming first, uh, where we were down in seventh or eighth. Um, but the upset there, Eels four four tries to two in a twenty six to eight win over the Bears. Uh, Lumi Lumi, Joshua Minhinik, Apelu, and Kai Rodwell all going over. Ranking three from four off the boot and two from two penalty goals. Um, so they led the whole way here. Um, Ham, you didn't get out there, but uh, did you get any um, tips from those that were out there for the pre-match? Nah, I got nothing out of this game. Honestly, I was at the Rosen Crown beforehand. I thought, ah, you know, the Bears will shit it in here, and I'm watching it on the match centre, and we're scoring with these, and I saw the highlights, and uh, I think it was for Rodwell's try and Apelu's try. Defence was optional. It was incredible. Um, But again, like... You know, it's so hard with this team because there is so many uh, young faces and faces that aren't in reserve grade. And despite this win, I still think that uh, they need to be promoting these young guys. Like we saw um, Jonte, Jonte Jr. First, first start for the year. He uh, 15 runs, 173 metres. I know that uh, I, think, I think it was Jock Brazel on the bench. He only got a handful of minutes, but... We've got to bring these guys up because we've got to, you know, part of developing is toughening them up in reserve grade. We know that John Tate can play Jersey Flag. We know that Jock Brazel can play Jersey Flag. We've seen it all this year. We need to know. We need to know whether they will handle reserve grade, especially if they're going doing it at uh, twenty years old, twenty-one years old. If they can handle it at that age, you know, that, that that's what we need to be looking at now, even despite this win. And into the flag, unfortunately going down in the game that we really should have won here, uh, 20 to 22 against the Storm out at Kellyville on Saturday. Uh, four tries apiece, uh, the difference being three from four conversions for the Storm and two from four from us. Um, any word on this one? Yeah, disappointing. Um, as you said, they probably should have won. I think if they have uh, Ethan Sanders, they do win. Not, not just for kicking alone, just goal kicking, but his general play, uh, and he was really starting to carve up that uh, left-hand side attack uh, before his broken hand. Um, it's put him out for a couple of weeks. Uh, too many errors in the first half. Uh, a lot of bad drop ball. Um, I did like the work of Rich, Richard Penasini. He set up two tries to Lenny Federica and scored one himself. So a good return to the centres there, although he did uh, make a bad misread in defence where he come up and in and completely missed his opposite. Uh, other than that, it's it's another hard one. Sam Tuovati, again, just dominating with the ball in hand, just playing really, really well. 
we didn't use two of our bench. I don't I don't remember. I think Miz Crab might have come on, but Lockie Blackburn didn't. I think that might have, you know, that little bit of fatigue probably lost it in the end for us. I just think, um, but again, at this grade, you know, I'm happy for the guys to play long minutes. So they'll learn more out of playing long minutes and losing than playing short minutes and smashing them. So I'm happy for them to play uh, the longer minutes there and find out who they are as a team and who they are as players. Um, on the Storm side, their number nine absolutely carved us up. He's one to watch out for, Gabriel Satrick. There you are, put it on the, in the black book. Yep, that, that's one to definitely go in. He's, uh, he's, he's not overly quick, but very crafty dummy half. Well, you know, for his age, probably one of the one of the craftiest dummy halves I've seen at his age for a while. Okay, well, let's look at... The only real news, I guess, is our um, casualty ward, uh, which, having a look at it, Regan Campbell-Gillard's expected back round 18 the same week as Sean Lane. Uh, Andrew Davey, after his concussion, he'll be available for selection next round. Uh, and so will Sam Loizu for reserve grade. And then round 16 is Ryan Madison with the calf. And Joe O is uh, TBC at the moment. So still waiting on um, confirmation of what happened to his calf. Um, West Tigers put a little uh, curse on him. Yeah, bastards. They probably... Well, well, Lee H probably come in with a, with a pipe wrench and whacked him around the calf as he was walking out, so... I, thought, yeah. I was thinking more of like voodoo, get one of the, the dolls and somebody stuck a pin in him. <laughs> it'd be interesting to see, it'd be interesting to see like on the medical right or you know which medical if if anything showed up like oh he has a bit of a cuff like sort of like you know not injury or like sort of like a, a, a warning sign or something because yeah very odd within 10 minutes of his debut maybe the maybe the ground is too soft for him you know you know they, he's used to playing on the shit ground like Leichhardt maybe his calf probably thought geez what's this soft padded grass we have here at um Combank, you know, and probably gave in. I don't know. Clutching a straws here. Um, I, th- I think BA did mention that he did have a, a calf issue across the uh, preseason there. So, yeah, I, th- I think he did come with it across, and we just might have been able, to, probably thought that we'd been able to um, lessen that impact and didn't realise how quickly it would <laughs> would uh, tear up. So, unfortunate for us. Yeah, it is unfortunate, but, uh, you know, keeping him fresh for our finals charge. All these forwards are going to come back at the right time and uh, don't want to peak too early, as a former Eels coach would say. All right, let's go to previews, which will see Jersey Flag uh, in action at Cess. So both of these games up at Cessnock this weekend, Saturday 3 June. Uh, let's see where these clubs are on the table. Did we, did we discuss the five signings for the NRLW? I no, I missed that one. Uh, oh, yeah, we did that last week. That's right. Uh, but yeah, they started their preseason on Monday, I believe. Back into it, and I have to say, um, uh, you know, some 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 of the the players that have came come from the Dragons. Um, what's the the um, the Kelsey PNG Albert prop? No, yeah, Albert. Yeah, her. Yeah. She. I tell you what, she rocks blue and gold a bit better than she did red and white. Hundred percent, always better than <laughs> the blue and gold. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, but let's and Joe O for that matter looked a lot better in that blue and gold that he's ever looked in in West Tigers colours. And uh, you know, Eels adjacent news, but um, good to see Jake 
uh, get his debut with Manly, but he doesn't look good in the shit maroon brown poo <laughs> colour of Manly. He looks better in the blue and gold. I have to say, if they started him for the whole of the match, I reckon Manly win that game on the weekend because, yeah, no offence to uh, to Johns, but uh, he ain't that great. Yeah, and I think Jake was sort of a little bit nervous. His first kick was a bit of a stinker, but, uh, you know, he'll, he'll get there in the end. I think, you know, he's going to overtake Cherry Evans. He'll, he'll push Cherry Evans back to reserve grade. He can go back up to Queensland Cup. They, they use him as a forward, like either that or their game plan, you know, because you know, he kept running the ball like pretty much. He looked like, um, Terp. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why they signed him. It's, it's kind of odd, but, um, yeah. Because he even got that fullback KO weeks, you know, I think he can play in the halves. Like, it's just very odd, very odd uh, midseason signing. Oh, I think for them, they've probably got an idea of, um, you know, I guess they don't really know what's happening with their six because he's in and out, he's up and down, you don't know where the hell he's at. Uh, obviously got the talent to play in the NRL, but whether or not he's got the dedication and application is another thing. And plus, I guess you've got DCA out um, for the origin period this year. So it's good halves cover for them, um, either at six or at seven. Um, and they've, they've shown they've got a preference to playing him over Johns if you're going to bring him in at the 30-minute mark. Um, after he signed a couple of days before. So he's certainly got a role there to play in the halves, but I think we all thought that his long-term future is probably in the second row. Um, and, you know, I don't really know what their stocks are behind Olakawatu, but uh, potentially there's a future for him there as well uh, if he shifts to a sort of ball-playing second row. But, yeah, good luck to good luck to Arthur. Um, as I said, I think he would have uh, won the game for them if he was able to start that match. Uh, so getting back to uh, the Jersey flag, so we're playing Newcastle, who are in ninth, and we're in seventh. So we've had five wins; they've had four, um, but we've had the bye. They've got an extra loss, and we are on zero points differential. Two thirty-six for, two thirty-six against. What's that for? Reserve grade or flag? Flag. Ah, yeah. And then into the knock-on effect New South Wales Cup again at Cessnock. This one will be on New South Wales Rugby League TV, so usually they broadcast that up on Facebook. Um, you don't get that on KO, do you? No, it's... Yeah, it's... Just on New Facebook South Wales RL TV. Yeah. Newcastle 13th, Eel 7th. Um, so looking at some of the ins, Moretti comes back into reserve grade. Makatoa is going to get some time. So is Dury and Ogden. So the forward pack is especially going to be um, the beneficiary of a couple of those players dropping back. Uh, Makatoa looks like he's going to get some uh, extra miles in the legs. He'll be playing starting prop as uh, well Ogden. Uh, and Matt Dury starting back at second row after he's had his injury, which saw him out of reserve grade. Um, but obviously he needs um, a longer stint, I think, in reserve grade in that second row position to try getting him playing 80 minutes. Uh, week to week and get that engine um, right up to yeah, where it get, should it, be. Get, it, get it up. But you speak of forward pack, it's spilling out into the uh, centres there with Jaira Mamasia and Dan Key, uh, both second rowers there. So, you know, if only we had a, a young centre or two young centres, I don't know, maybe one of them's named Richard Penasini and one's named Tua Williams. If only we had something like that in uh, Jersey Flag who have been playing pretty well could have come up into a reserve grade but alas uh, apparently we don't so that's why we're sticking with Jairo Mamasia and Dan Keir in the centres there I mean it also shows like you know Sam Luizu right he, he should be there in the centres but you know he's just fallen off and he's taken up um, if, if I'm correct or incorrect is he taking up a roster spot at the moment as well like top yeah, 30 yeah he's top 30 
Yeah, it just seems only like... for this year. But I, I you know, with, with the way his injuries and how often they happen, um, I, I can't see him being re-signed at this point. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, they should give it a good crack here against that Newcastle uh, reserve grade side, uh, which doesn't have a lot of first grade graders in it at the moment. You've got Twala, I guess, at centre. Adam Clune, who's played a bit of halfback. Uh, Brody Jones has played a little bit in first grade. Uh, I'm assuming that's his brother, Riley Jones at hooker. Um, Jack Hetherington played a prop. Uh, Dane Uckerfellow. There you are. That's a blast from the past. Six years ago, he was with the Eels. Yeah. And playing centre. Now he's in the second row with top 30 at Newcastle. And Thomas can't, but can he? <laughs> no, he no, he can't. <laughs> I know Tony Tupanu would be the brother of uh, Satili from the Roosters. Yeah. So, yeah, they should win this one, but who knows? I, I won't be watching. I'll be up at uh, Hazelbrook enjoying my bye weekend. Well, doing a bit of bushwalking or something. Yeah, apparently we're going on a bushwalk to the waterfall. Probably, probably a lot of drinking and some nice food. Some stumbling carts. Yeah, yeah, bit, be a bit, bit of stumbling, bit of fire, bit. fire going. Oh, make sure you got the permit. Um, bit frosty out in the mountains. I was out there last uh, Sunday. By three thirty in the afternoon, I was ready to call it quits. Um, oh, it was too cold. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's a, it's a fire, it's a fire in, in, indoor fireplace. So I'll have to get that started up nice and early then. Yeah. And uh, have have a few red wines around the fire. Sounds like a good weekend. All right, no, and uh, I guess no, no good birdie. No good fortune. Why not? That's a you know, it's classic. <laughs> Where do you think I get my red wine from? It's a it's a brosé. It's oh. I just get uh, I just get a cask red and a cask white and mix them together. And when you finish it, you got a good pillow. Exactly. Yeah. Double pillow, actually. Yeah. Um, all right, and one last thing is Origin, of course, tonight. So recording Wednesday night. Uh, Junes, let's bless all of your body to make sure that you come back uninjured. Should we do a Should we do a uh, uh, preview since we don't have one this week for Parramatta? I'm sure there will be a preview that come to the listeners' ears after the game is played. So let's show <laughs> how poor we are in uh, guessing. <laughs> Okay, so usually the first game is a low-scoring affair. However, this is played at Adelaide. Uh, in the last 10 years, five games have been played at a neutral venue. New South Wales winning four of them. Uh, they usually play up on a cricket pitch. Um, fast track, nice and warm out at Adelaide. I'm going to tip a Blues win, 28-24. to 24. Junior with a double. Oh, I like that part. <laughs> Birdie? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go next or you want to go? Uh, yeah, you can go because I know you love Origin. This is your favourite oh, time yeah, of year. My, my, yeah, exactly. Parramatta missing a weekend. Origin. Um, I, I can't see New South Wales winning this one. I just, I think it's time for Hippie Fitler to, to move on. He's got the Hippie Shakes. Uh, so, yeah, move on for that. Uh, the team he's picked, too many Penrith players, too many Roosters players. It's the only teams he picks from, apparently. Um, as I said in the, in the chat, Queensland pick origin players, New South Wales pick players that will get along with each other. Um, but it will be a, a 12, 12 10. Junior, Junior Bowler is going to get a try, but first try scorer in the game will be whoever's marking up on Nathan Cleary, Cameron Munster. Yeah, look, I just feel as though Queensland, you know, they're crafty, you know, crafty players. They're going to get under our skin. I can see them winning it. 
Kick off 8 o'clock tonight. 10.30, I'll be on Twitter saying, why wasn't Will Pinnacini selected in the centres? Because I feel as though Crichton will shit the bed and Tommy might do a hemi. So, young Will will save the New South Wales uh, Origin Series and uh, he'll be called in for Game 2. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Go the Blues, hopefully, tonight. Uh, but better yet, go the Eels over the weekend in the reserve grade and the flag. Cheers, boys. We'll catch you on the next one. See you, Zan. Later.